Welcome to another episode of Awkwardly Cool on this Friday morning. Hope everyone is doing well today. And recording this at the conclusion of the Suns Clippers game. And if you listen to my previous pod, I had the Suns winning this series. And of course, uh, it wasn't going to be easy. However, prior to the game, I would have thought with CP3 coming back the fact that they were able to win the Suns were able to win two games without their MVP level player though the Clippers were able to come back from down 2-0 in their previous two series against the Mavericks and the Jazz you thought it would be a bit different against the Suns because back then I mean the Clippers had adjustments that they could go to in regards to going small they weren't going as small as they could and against the Suns it looked like whether they were small or big they weren't able to do anything however that changed obviously in game three in which the clippers were able to pull out the win 106 to 92 uh first off gotta give credit of course again to ty lu uh continue to make adjustments Though i will say uh it didn't really go small actually going it went the opposite way where going big was actually an advantage for them zubats was played fairly well this game with 15 points 16 rebounds uh was able to grab keyboards uh play solid defense and he drew many fouls as well i should have taken my notes on this but i think he shot 10 plus free throws today or he shot 10 free throws went nine for 10 from the line so did a good job of drawing fouls uh reggie jackson and patrick beverly play and paul george actually played really good defense on cp3 and devin booker limiting the two of them to 10 for 40 10 of 40 from the field combined i mean i'm not great at math but i know that's a 25 percent clip which you're when your two best players are shooting that poorly it's really hard to come come back from that especially when on the other side uh paul george played absolutely phenomenal had 27 points 15 rebounds and eight assists you have reggie jackson who was able to knock down 20 who had 23 points on 17 shot on 17 shot when the suns looked like they were about to make go on a run at the end of fourth quarter uh i think but they cut the lead down down to about six points reggie jackson of course came down was able to knock down key buckets or uh, knock down the three a three-point shot in which he he was left open inexplicably and from there it the game was pretty much done the clippers looked looked better than they had in any of their two games and watching the two series this was something anyone could have said hey watch out for the clippers but the adjustments just weren't as obvious and again they played tougher tougher defense i i got to i gotta say devin booker the pass and they might have found something as far as their defense on devin booker especially his past two games he is shooting 10 for 37 from the field that's terrible what is that about 30 percent he he's he's not he 
just not playing up to he, he's not playing up to a high enough level at, at this point for the for the Suns to win and the Suns were able to come out with the last victory with the uh, amazing play call in, in game two in the last second where Jay Crowder made an amazing pass at behind the backboard to DeAndre Ayton for the dunk and the win but again it was a close game and Devin Booker struggled with turnovers that game just like he struggled with turnovers this game and struggled with his shot he hasn't looked comfortable the past two games and I think once this goes around the national media people are going to talk about CP3 uh, I saw on Twitter I think what Jason Maples made point as far as CP3 slowing the team down and they weren't able to get as many easy buckets because of how he slowed down how he slows down the offense I don't like that argument too much because again it'd be one thing if throughout the playoffs and throughout the season they were worse with CP3 on the court but that's not the case and I know things vary by matchup but again this was mainly a case where CP3 and Devin Booker and even on the, the shots that they were able to get open they were just struggling with, with their shots uh, CP3 a bit more understandable coming back from uh, health and safety protocols but in all the games that CP3 has shot 50 15 or more shots he has made less than 30 percent from the field only two other times 2008 versus dallas a series in which they were able to win when he was with the new orleans hornets hornets and 2012 versus the spurs so i'm sure cp3 is going to come back next game i'm sure that he's going to play well i will admit i'm a little concerned about with devin booker and i'm wondering if the clippers have found something as far as they've just been able to make him really uncomfortable and he's had to work for every shot he has had some bad turnovers and again credit to the defense uh there was a play at the end of the it was i think around the fourth quarter where devin where devin booker was going up for shot and devin and patrick beverly knocked it out of his hands for another turnover for devin book devin booker this game where in a game in which he had four turnovers so only five assists. It's one of those things where Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker are unquestionably the Suns' best players, but if their best players aren't going to play like the best players, where not only they're not going to play like the best players, but they get paid, outplayed by Paul George, they get outplayed by Reggie Jackson. You could even make an argument that bo- both of them even got outplayed by Zubots as well. That's not good. They need to step up. And Devin Booker, uh, w- one thing that's been great about about this playoffs is it's provided teams and players the opportunity to show themselves on a national stage in which they haven't had that chance before and it's allowed them to remove all previous negative narratives about them that they may have had i mean we'll, we'll touch on trey young in a second but you see what's happened with devin booker where people are like how did this man not make an all-star or all nba team and Chris Paul did. Devin Booker
Booker is the best is the best player on this team. That's the way you would have thought after, especially after watching the first game, uh, as far as how he performed against the Clippers and not necessarily the past two games. And how he Devin Booker performed the series before against the Nuggets and even the series beforehand against the Lakers, where it's like CP3 gets all the hype, he gets all the praise from the media, but Devin Booker is the best player. And I will say these past two games provides evidence of some uh, provide some evidence as far as why i question that because as good as devin booker is i've mentioned his advanced numbers so he doesn't have create a as much of an impact as you would would expect uh, with someone of his scoring ability by the way these same numbers have no problem with someone like trey young but it's the inconsistency the absolute inconsistency he i don't want to knock him too much by the way the Suns are up to one and with a few adjustments on their end and just some slightly better shot making from CP3 and Devin Booker they'll be right back in the driver's seat if they're able to excuse me be go up 3-1 and win on the Clippers home turf or home court I should say but the inconsistency is one of the reasons why it's hard for me personally to put him on that upper tier of players because you see more consistency with Trey Young you see more consistency with even younger players like young players like a Jason Tatum you even see more consistency or yeah higher consistency out of a player like Donovan Mitchell now it's the best thing about the playoffs is it's seven game series they've only played three games thus far Devin Booker has performed poorly in two out of the three games however it's not too late for him to turn it turn it around I think it's also going to help that I believe CP3 is going to be much better his second go around which will help him get back on the court but got to be careful because uh this Clippers team is not going to make it easy uh Ty Lu has done an excellent excellent job since uh when when he's been down 2-0 in these playoffs he's gone what with this win it'd be nine and one nine and one since um going down 2-0 yeah it won't it won't be easy and paul george patrick beverly reggie jackson they're not going to let up on defense however i still believe that devin booker is a good enough player to get a shot and i just don't see him having three bad games in a row as i mentioned he's gone 10 for 37 in his past two games so he's soon just a bit better than 25 percent that's not good and he is so much more capable i expect cp3 to come back and play better in game four and i especially expect uh devin booker to come back and play better in game four which would mean a sun's victory but if they don't win that game, if Devin Booker continues to struggle, ooh, the narrative is not going to look good. And by the way, I'm talking about Devin Booker, but I think as much praise as the national media gives to Chris Paul, uh, the media is known to give it and can take it away when you don't perform up to expectations. And the Suns going up 2-0 to potentially going down 2-2 with CP3 back in the lineup. CP3 has had some terrible luck throughout his career. 
career and that wouldn't help also should mention that the suns lost cameron Payne, who has been an incredible backup for them all season uh anyone who's watched the playoffs would would see it but throughout the regular season throughout the playoffs cameron Payne's energy his presence his quickness and in his ability to get to the lane have been extremely valuable especially as a backup point guard to cp3 not sure how serious this injury is but if it keeps him out for longer periods of time uh, that can be fairly impactful now i also don't want to give too much of too much leeway to the suns even if they don't have cameron Payne for a period of time because the clippers are missing their best player Kawhi leonard and again as i mentioned as valuable as cameron Payne is especially the value he provides off the bench he the value they're losing in cameron Payne is nowhere near the value that the clippers have lost in Kawhi leonard the suns have a golden opportunity here that if they lose the opportunity it will lead to many questions again i don't think they're going to lose on this opportunity but it'll be interesting and i'm sure the national media uh all all this morning is going to get into it uh next game the hawks and bucks were able to go the hawks were able to beat the bucks in game one on the road against milwaukee milwaukee is a team that had not lost at home all playoff long and ice tray was just cold (laughs) i know i know i know well it wasn't it wasn't the corniest i think it worked anyway trey young went had 48 points seven rebounds 11 assists i got to say everyone's talked about it i almost feel like you can't discuss the game without talking about it that shimmy he had when he crossed up drew holiday where he rejected the screen bobby portis came in late he had came Bobby portis came in so late late that trey young had time to shimmy his shoulders the fact that he had the confidence to shimmy his shoulders right before knocking down that three-point shot is just a prime example of how confident he has been all playoffs long he had teams have not been able to stop him and i i'm curious i i picked the bucks to win this and if i'm being completely honest i wouldn't be surprised if the bucks were able to pull this out in few amount of games maybe just five games at the same time though trey young has been phenomenal and each time he's been doubted whether it's against against the Knicks where many people picked the Knicks to win against the Hawks or going up against the 76ers I'm sure a lot more people picked the 76ers to win and going up against the Bucks where the Hawks have even longer odds to beat this team he's continued to prove them wrong he's continued to play phenomenal and we're watching a star become a superstar right before our eyes the numbers the stats the level of poise he is displaying at this young of an age at this this stage is frankly unprecedented especially for a player of his size he's j- just been 
absolutely dominant and we'll see the bucks can make some adjustments where who knows maybe this is a Allen iverson against the what was it the 2000 lakers scenario where they just or 2000 2001 where the lakers just lose one game and it's against Allen iverson but Allen iverson and 76ers were only pull out able to pull out that one game and got the gentleman sweep so we're going to see if this is more than just a fluke i have a feeling it's not but the bucks have a few things that they can go to uh chris middleton first of all first off did not shoot the ball well at all this game uh it's yet another example of a game in which chris middleton struggled with the shot 15 points on 23 shots going 0 for 9 from the three-point line you expect him to shoot better Giannis and Drew Holiday played well but what everybody's talking about is of course the Bucks potentially downsizing by taking Brooke Lopez off the court and putting Giannis at the five because Brooke Lopez bigger man however going up against Trey Young and playing drop coverage you question it you you question it though I think it it's interesting though to mention the fact that when they play Brooke Lopez less in that second half the Bucks were actually outscored. Now, some could point to the, the type of defense they were playing in which they played too closely to Trey Young, trying to stop Trey Young's shot, in which early on they were allowing Trey Young to shoot those floaters. But later on, they were so spooked out by how he was making the shots. They started trying to, they, they were more aggressive in defending his floaters, which opened him, opened the floor up in other areas in which he could make passes and lob to his teammates like Clint Capella and John Collins. Playing small for the Bucks also caused the Hawks to gain more offensive rebounds as, as well, which were key down the stretch. So I don't think the small ball answer is 100% guaranteed. Surefire way from them to win, but it, it, it does provide a nice wrinkle when they so choose to use it. And the fact is this Hawks team is still undermanned. Bucks are relatively healthy. Healthy. They lost Dante DiVincenzo, but they still got their three best players, maybe even their four best players. If you want to put either PJ Tucker or potentially Brooke Lopez in that mix, they're fine. The Hawks have a hobbled Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is out. Cameron Reddish just returned last game, but he didn't play. So it's quite questionable what type of shape he's in and if he's in the type of shape to p- play in a eastern an eastern conference playoff game i understand why nate mcmillan didn't want to put him out on the court immediately this hawks team is not fully healthy yet at the same time at the same time they were still able to put up this much of a fight and again it's mainly due to the performance of trey young and I will say it's interesting hearing people saying Trey Young has removed all doubt in how he's played in the playoffs and you can no longer say the Hawks should have regretted passing up on Luka Doncic for having that for the Hawks having an extra first round pick and Trey Young but I mean I will say this as someone who watched Trey Young at Oklahoma I had Luka Doncic as a better player too many people were saying
saying it. I didn't think Trey Young was a bad consolation prize. The dude was an absolute baller at Oklahoma, putting up crazy scoring numbers as well and showing incredible passing ability. I And for me, I thought the combination of his scoring ability and passing ability was too much for him to not be at the very least decent on offense. The only questions came in regards to his defense, which has proven not to be that much of an issue in the playoffs. I mean, the team is worse with with him on the court defensively, but the Nate McMillan has done a good job of hiding him on different players on on the non-offensive threats of the opposing team. And credit to Trey Young. He is such a high, he has such a high level of offensive ability that he's continued to play well regardless of or the team has continued to play well regardless of his defensive shortcomings and it's a it's a credit to his skill level his confidence which has spread throughout the team which is why they've performed really well in their close games and why they've been able to come back I mean they were down uh, against this Bucks team as well late in the fourth quarter and were able to come back again just like they were able to come back against the 76ers twice when they were down 18 points in what game four and down 26 points in game five the team just continues to the team just continues to be the comeback kids who consistently exceed expectations and mainly due to Trey Young they've been incredibly fun to watch I think it has been an exciting playoffs I could see both of these games go both of these series uh on the eastern east eastern conference and the western conference going at least six games should be good to see thanks for listening to another episode of awkwardly cool and care.